back on a Wednesday, which means it's time for our weekly COVID update. Here's vaccine researcher and family physician, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, who joins us each and every Wednesday. Dr. Gorfinkel, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Okay, let's start with an update, if we could, on the sixth wave, because Toronto earlier this week canceled the state of emergency. Dr. Teresa Tam has said that the sixth wave has plateaued. Dr. Gorfinkel, is the sixth wave, is it over, do you think? I've got my dancing shoes on. I mean, it comes with fantastic news. Let's own it. I mean, test positivity is down, case counts are down, wastewater signal is down, and warm weather has finally arrived, dare I say. So all of these are very positive, but can we really let down our guard 100%? Absolutely not. It's a serious problem that less than half of Canadians, that we're doing a little better than that here in Ontario, still have yet to get that booster shot. And we know that makes a huge difference. But I am excited about the warm weather. There's a lot of interesting theories about why case counts may go down because the weather is warm. Yeah, people are outdoors more. There's less aerosolized spread because windows are open. But it's a little more than that. People have sunlight. And that leads to naturally higher vitamin D levels. There's more UV radiation, and that could be killing virus. So we see a similar pattern in cold and flu viruses. It often goes down, but the big question remains, what will happen come the fall? And that's why vaccination remains important, to have that immunity on board to keep hospitalizations down. Even if immunity does wane after two to three months after getting that shot to mild cases, it's still important when it comes to keeping hospitalization down. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about both immunity and vaccines. And let's start with immunity because of BA4, BA5, these two new subvariants, we're getting reports that they appear to dodge, quote unquote, natural immunity. Dr. Gorfinkel, what more can you tell us about this? Yeah, so these variants were first identified in South Africa. Big hats off to South Africa because, as the World Health Organization has pointed out, they are still doing genetic sequencing on new variants. So they they were the ones who first identified Omicron, the first one, and BA4 and BA5 are new subvariants of Omicron. So right now we've got BA2 swimming around Canada. That's really most, almost all the cases, really. But what's concerning is that South Africa has seen a threefold increase since mid-April. So we're talking about, what, hardly four weeks? And they have three times the number of BA4 and 5. So this thing can spread. It's basically similar to BA2, but it's got six extra mutations that make it especially sticky to attach to human cells, and it's better at an immune escape. But the question is, will it cause more hospitalizations? We don't think so. We think vaccination will continue to work against it. But will it cause a spike in cases? It's quite possible. Canada has identified all of four cases so far. Now, that's not a lot, but understand, we're not doing a lot of testing, nor are we specifically doing a lot of genetic sequencing for it. So it's probably here in a much bigger way than we realize, but will it become the next Omicron subvariant? Will it become the next wave? That's a big question mark still. Mm -hmm. 
When we talk about the subvariants possibly dodging natural immunity, can you talk to us a little bit more about natural immunity? Because, you know, we've you know talked in the past about those that have had a COVID. They've got antibodies within them. They can uh, maybe wait a little longer to get that third shot, a uh, booster shot. Uh, but maybe talk to us, if you could, a little bit more, particularly for those listening that have, unfortunately, tested COVID positive uh, in the past. Uh, just how good is natural immunity, if you will, against uh, maybe being vaccinated with a vaccine? Yeah, so this is a moving target, depending on the variant that we're facing. What's interesting specifically about BA4 and 5 is that it can, in fact, escape immunity far better. So the serious problem that we face with our vaccines is that immunity wanes after two to three months. And we know that probably the best immunity a person can have is the combo pack of having been vaccinated plus having had natural immunity. I mean, being vaccinated, that's going to protect you specifically against the spike protein. But once somebody has had a natural infection, and I'm not suggesting that's a good thing because this is a multi-system disease that can and is very dangerous for many who get it. But it does give a person added immunity to the virus in its entirety, not just the spike protein. So the question is, how long will immunity last after getting a natural infection? We actually don't know that, but we are suggesting that once a person has had a natural infection to wait a number of months, how many months? That's actually very depending on when that question was asked. Right now, I would suggest waiting at least until fall before getting that booster shot. For most people, it's probably a good three to five months between the time that they have a confirmed infection and the time they need that next vaccine. If somebody's never been vaccinated, it is still critical to get vaccinated at least one month after that natural infection. All right. And that leads us to our next question. BC's top doctor, Dr. Bonnie Henry, out this week saying it's unclear if everybody will need a a booster or a a fourth dose, saying in part, quote, we do not yet know if all of us will need another dose of vaccine come the fall or if protection from the three doses will carry most of us uh, through. What can you add to that, Dr. Gorfinkel? Well, we need, a four, we need a fourth shot if somebody's in long-term care. If someone's immunocompromised, they have a solid organ transplant or a blood cancer, indigenous communities are recommended to get that. Here in Ontario, we're giving it to everyone 60 years of age and over. Now, NASA's guidelines, the National Advisory Committee on Immunization, suggest that number should be 70. But you get the general gist. The reason is, is because older individuals have been the sickest from this. They were the most likely to die, most likely to be hospitalized. So the big question remains, will it become everybody? The argument that might favor that is long COVID. So there's questions around, will vaccination reduce long COVID secondary to Omicron? We know that it reduces long COVID with previous variants. The answer is likely yes, but will it become the next thing? I I really cannot tell you with certainty. I wish I could. We know that in the fall, Moderna and Pfizer are are expected to release information on trials with Omicron-specific vaccinations. So that could be a game changer because Omicron is the first variant that had mutated enough that it justified having a vaccine specifically for it. Prior to that, there weren't enough mutations in the variants that would justify a 
specific vaccine. But finally, with Omicron, that justification has been met. All right. We've got to step aside, get a quick break. But when we come back, more with vaccine researcher, family physician, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel. Stay with us. We're back after this here on The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink. 